Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Tell Us a Good Story. Today, we have a very fun conversation with Lori Fetrick, who starred- Wait, wait, wait. Who am I saying? I was like, you guys, she starred as Ice on the 90s hit TV show, American Gladiators. Oh, I'm so excited for you guys to hear this. Go ahead, Kevin. Tell them about what else. As you can tell, my wife was very excited. You guys, I was so excited about this one. I had to turn her down, Maybe. her microphone. Dang it. But Lori was so cool to talk to and allowed us to ask her anything from how the gladiators were with each other behind the scenes to how much money they made per episode, which was shocking. Shocking. And she actually gave us some breaking news regarding a new American Gladiators project that she just signed on to do. Oh my gosh, you guys. I cannot wait for you to hear this episode. I'm Kevin. And I'm Stephanie. And during our marriage, we have dealt with an electrocution, a brain tumor, brain surgery. Then doctors telling us that children were not in our future, followed by miscarriage, and then Kevin's cancer diagnosis. However, today, we live a life completely healed and restored with three healthy children who doctors said were not possible. And we're here to tell stories that inspire, give hope, and brighten your day. Welcome to Tell Us a Good Story. This episode is being presented to you by Luby Companies, a custom home builder here in central Ohio. Let them be your builder for life. They're freaking awesome. Steph, <laughs> you are uber excited. Okay, 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 okay. So, okay. You already almost yelled at our next guest. I've already yelled at her and screamed <laughs> at her, and Kevin had to explain how I am to her. Bless her heart. And I had so, to turn your microphone down. He's already turned me down. <laughs> Yes. Okay. Friends, our next guest is a certified personal trainer and passionate about people achieving their fitness goals. She has launched multiple businesses in the fitness industry and even traveled all over the U.S. to speak at seminars. However, she's probably best known from the time she starred as Ice Ice. on the 90s hit TV show, American Gladiators. American Gladiators. Ladies and gentlemen, Ah! please welcome to Tell Us a Good Story, Lori Fetrick. Ah! Oh my gosh, you are my favorite. You are my favorite. And when Kevin said he got you, I squealed. I'm so excited right Kevin, now. Kevin, how'd you find me? <laughs> so in my Google app of current events and news, there was this old article from SI that said, American Gladiators, where are they now? So I clicked on that and it was actually an older article, believe it or not. And I'm scrolling through there. And I'm through all the gladiators. And I'm like, you know what? I bet some of these people have some fantastic stories to share from their time on the show, which was just a ginormous hit back in the 90s. So I'm like, okay, let me start at the top. I know Steph's favorite was ice. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, let's start with ice. So I started looking you up and found lauriefetrick.com. And I'm like, okay, long shot here, but I'm going to shoot my (laughs) shot. All right. So reach out to you, Lori. And thank God you said yes. And so, yeah, you were the top of our list. Started with you. Uh, and and we yeah, guess. my wife was absolutely ecstatic, so as you can imagine. Yes, that, I was. Uh, Very cool. Thank you for searching me out and getting me on. Uh, our pleasure. So the show has been off for a while, right? Yes. But I'm curious, do you still get a lot of people that recognize you on the street or yell ice or how does that work today? Yes and no. Yes and no, meaning that, I mean, how many years ago was that? 30? 30 plus? No. Yeah, we had our 30-year anniversary, I want to say, a year to two years ago. Okay. Think of that for a minute, 30 years. Um, I cut my hair. So they recognize me, but yet they're they're not quite sure. And then maybe we'll get into a conversation, and then it'll come up, and they're like, oh, my God, that's you, you know, kind of thing. And, like, even uh, my neighbors behind me, they're in the film industry, but they're behind the camera. So needless to say, we just got in the conversation, and they're like, 
ice. Oh my God. I can't wait to tell everybody at work. Yeah, it's kind of funny. So that's uh, hilarious. Yes and no. I mean, uh, I get recognized, but then again, I don't. And then maybe people who have kids, they'll go on YouTube and then they'll yes. YouTube me and then they'll find different episodes and series and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden their kids get hooked on it and they start watching the YouTube episodes. So I want to know, was there a casting call? How did you get involved with American Gladiators? I was watching the show and I was like, oh my God, this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. But yet it caught my attention because it was athletic and kind of sporty. And I was bodybuilding at the time. I was going down to Venice Beach and I saw Ray Hollett, which was actually on the show. And I had competed against her in bodybuilding. So I did walk up to her and I was like, hey, I saw you on, you know, this show, American Gladiators. How does someone get on that? She goes, oh, just watch the show and they'll have all the information at the end of the show. Is that Zap? That was Zap. Okay. And so she goes, by the way, I'm pregnant, so I'm not doing the, ne- the show next year. I was like, sweet score. So needless to say, watch the show. You know, and it just had the production company. And so I literally had to look up the production company and make a phone call and actually go down there, hand in my headshot and resume. And it was just like very persistent. And I did go through the tryouts. There's probably about 100 girls. It wasn't like an open casting call. They actually had scouts that went into different gyms and said, hey, we're looking for athletic females. We're having an audition for this new show. And so there was probably about 100 girls. And so I showed up. I knew I had one thing on them. They might have been bigger bodybuilders than I at that point in time, but I was an athlete. And so I knew I could move. I knew I was fast. I knew I was strong. So I could run circles around a lot of the girls because they put us through all these athletic tests like tug of war, uh, one-on-one Powerball, you know, and by the way, one-on-one Powerball in a parking lot, okay, with asphalt. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So it wasn't like we were in this beautiful studio and everything was all set up. Oh, no, this was all backyard, outside, in the parking lot. Yeah, it it was pretty grueling. So I went through that. And so what they were looking for is they were looking for an athlete, they were looking for a look, and they were looking for somebody who actually could speak on camera. It took me about... I would say almost two and a half months to get that job because they kept putting me through more and more and more auditions. So they narrowed it down from 50 down to 20. Then they took those 20 girls and then they brought us into the studios and started using us as guinea pigs for new games is what was happening. Okay. So like, I'll never forget Hang Tough, you know, the rings. Yes. Oh, we're just talking that about that. had to be the toughest the one. The toughest one for the contenders, not for you guys. Because right. all you had to do is like swing to them and then just wrap them up. Let and them come to you. Them, right. But now here's the funny thing. In the very beginning, when they were using us as guinea pigs, they didn't know how wide or how round or anything those rings should be. Now, those rings okay. come in many sizes, come to find out. They didn't give us gloves at the time. Our hands were sweaty. We had blisters all over our hands. And that's what I mean by using us as guinea pigs. They're like, well, hmm, that one didn't work. Let's try something (laughs) else. Both of them fell off in 20 seconds. This isn't working. Exactly. So needless to say, it came down to three gladiators. They just kept eliminating is what they started doing. And it was me and Diamond. And they just decided to take both of us. So who who makes up those games? Um, I want to say, if I remember right, The production company brought in a team. Now, on that note, I'm going to stop there for a minute before I go too far, because on this note, 
I am going to bring in and say, we just signed a deal. And I think I can say it now with Netflix and we're doing a docu-series on the American No Netflix. way. Yeah. Breaking so news. Answer, I mean, that question has been brought up. And so they're bringing in different people on the docu-series to explain that right there, how they came up with the games, how they found the contenders, how they found the gladiators. So that backstory is going to be on the docu-series. So was there, was there ever a time where you go to practice a game or they're introducing you a game? You're like, nope, not doing that one. Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. No doubt. I mean, we're in California. We have earthquakes, right? So they introduced, I don't even remember the name because it was only like one season, but it was like fast track and it was a track on the ceiling upside down and you had the Velcro gloves. Okay. Yes. 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 You kind of remember that? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It wasn't on long, right? But I remember seeing that first and foremost and went, nope, I don't want to be (laughs) hanging upside down. If an earthquake comes, (laughs) you know, all these things started going through my head. And then the other thing is, is I'm a little claustrophobic, not super bad, but enough to go, that would freak me out. Because if you think yeah. about it, when you're looking straight up, all you see is your head is here and it's only about, I'm going to say maybe a foot. And that's all you see. So I'm thinking, this does not look fun. I'm not doing it. I kind of put my foot down and went, you guys got to find somebody else. <laughs> Okay, so what about the game where you guys were in like little like... The Spheres? Atlas Sphere? Atlas Sphere. Now, how were you with that one? That was interesting because of the fact that it came up again. What if there's an earthquake? I mean, I'm not even joking. There's nothing on the inside that we can click to open us up. They actually take one of the guns and go... And they lock you in this thing. What? Oh, yeah, exactly. So... The only thing I remember is I was talking to one of the crews and I asked him this question. He goes, just to let you know, you're probably safer in this thing than anything around here. Oh, uh, yeah. Because it was made of steel. Yeah. Steel, you know, so it was crazy. Yeah. So what was your favorite game that you guys played? Powerball. 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 And um, I would say the bungee. It was um, a bungee jump. So we climbed up on the tower. And right in the center was a sphere coming. Like a out pole. Yeah. Yeah. And they had balls on it. So we had to yeah. jump down and bungee jump and we'd like fight in the air. That was a blast just because of the bungee jumping, of course. But the Powerball was awesome because we got to tackle and push and there's kind of like no rules. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Here's the thing. Powerball got me all fired up on the men's side, right? Because the men were very arrogant. Oh, yeah. At least they came, it came across that way, right? So you'd have these competitors who are amateurs and they just got off the ring. They got off some type of competition. Then they got to go play Powerball and you bring in three fresh gladiators, oh, right? Yeah. Now you got a fresh Nitro and you got a fresh Gemini and you're like, this is not fair. <laughs> and it's three against two and you're like... Oh my gosh. I like that that one always got me fired up. I'm like, that is so not fair. They just brought in three guys off the bench. How was your aim? The one with the gun, the cannon, remember, and the contenders had to go like to obstacles or whatever. Assault? Yes, yes, the assault. What was that one called? The assault. How were you with your gun? It was it was a lot of fun, but unfortunately that gun malfunctioned a lot. So we'd be shooting it and all of a sudden it'd just start shooting air. And we're like, um, hello. Um, so there was a lot of stops and starts on that game, unfortunately, because that gun was just so unreliable. One time you get up there and it'd just be like, bam, right on. And it was so much fun. But other times you'd shoot two or three and all of a sudden it malfunction. And it's just like, ah, you know, a little frustrating. That would sting so bad if you got hit by one of those tennis Did balls. Did it sting when, they, when they, you hit them? No idea. I was never in front of it. 
<laughs> like, not my problem. Not exactly. Not matter. Exactly. All right, Steph, I've got a question for you. What's your favorite book of all time? Uh, obviously, you met her where? Oh, I thought you were going to say the Bible. Oh, oops. <laughs> oh. So what's your second favorite book of all time? You met her where? <laughs> <laughs> a distant second. Totally distant. It's a pretty good book. Sorry, God. It's still a pretty, pretty good was. book. But we're so excited. Where can people get our book, honey? Okay, I know this. Uh, Amazon.com. Yes. Barnes & Noble. Yes, and? And our website, KevinStuff.com. And, and what happens if they buy it off our website? <gasps> what do they get? Uh, an autograph from us. Yes. Who wouldn't want that? So, listeners, if you've already read the book, thank you so much. We've had such good feedback. One thing that helps us, if you can give us a review on Amazon.com, we would greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much, and thank you for listening. Hey, Lori, can you tell that my wife is on the edge of her seat right now? Oh my now? gosh, She's I have so many questions. We're having going so much my fun right over right here. Now. This is fantastic. Go. go. <laughs> I love it. Okay. How did the gladiators get along backstage? Were you guys all friends and cordial or were you more competitors? With attention, with maybe sponsors, actually, deals? Actually, okay, so behind the scenes when we were actually inside the building doing the games, we were, everybody was totally fun. We were like a team. Now get us out of that building. And it was very competitive because okay. of the fact that we got paid for personal appearances. So everybody was fighting to get personal appearances or television shows or whatever it may be. That's when the real competitive spirit came into play. But when we were actually doing the show behind the scenes, we were one big team. There's no doubt. What was your favorite contender memory that you have? There's one contender that stands out dramatically, and that was Peggy Odita. Peggy Odita was about 5'9", weighing about 180. Big girl, strong. And I remember every time I went up against her, I was just like, I was like, I'd look up at her. (laughs) (laughs) And I'd be like, are you kidding me? And we looked at, you know, the producers, we were like, do you want us to to win these games? Do you want us to look good? Because if you start getting contenders like this, there's no show. (laughs) You know, they're going to beat us. She was a very gracious winner because she won a lot of the time, but she was tough. Oh my God. Get her on the joust, whacking you like that. I mean, you felt it. There is no doubt. So she really stands out in my mind. How did you get the name Ice? I came up with it. I came. Oh, you did? Yeah, I did. Because I realized that after I got the show, some of them were kind of stupid. And I was like, okay, so I'm going to have to come up with this. Otherwise, I'm going to land with a really bad name. So we were actually all sitting on the bleachers inside the um, auditorium. And we were just coming up with names. That was the year that Top Gun came out. Yes, with more okay. Iceman. Yes. I actually said it. I, I was joking, too, when I said it. I go, Iceman. You know, and all of a sudden everybody looks at me and goes, how about just ice? And I was like, bingo. That sounds awesome. It took probably about five days because we were just coming up with just random names and everything. And then you had to think about, do I want a long name? Because you're going to be signing autographs, you know? Oh, true. Yeah, exactly. So, but that wasn't really the thought in my head. It was more, um, I remember. And then somebody goes, oh my God, you could be Val Kimmler's sister, you know, at that point. <laughs> 
Seriously, that's you true. totally could. It's not a very exciting story, but yeah, that's how it came up. It came up from the movie Top Gun. <laughs> what about the uniform? That's all. That's them. all them. They had, a, they had a seamstress come in and she every year, I mean, we they made us new uniforms. But I think what it was, is that was a big thing with production. So every time we'd walk in, I, you know, you saw all these sketches across the wall. I was the only one at that point in time that had a two piece. Thank God I had abs back then. <laughs> so, yeah, that was all them. That was all. I, we had no say so whatsoever in that uniform. Did you like your uniforms? Yeah. Mine wasn't bad. I actually, I did like mine. I look back and go, oh my God, my legs and my butt and my, my abs were just amazing. Like, <laughs> why didn't I appreciate it at that point? I was all, you know, pulling it out of my butt the whole time. You know, I was <laughs> conscious of it. You know, you are, you're so conscious of your uniform, you know, because it was constantly riding up, you know, you're doing these sports. I mean, come on, how can it not? But at the time I'm looking at the reruns going, what was I concerned about? <laughs> like, doesn't matter. I still look good everywhere. I die to have that today. <laughs> I'm surprised there wasn't any wardrobe malfunctions given the physical events that you had and the uniforms. Like, I'm shocked. And the reason that is, is because those uniforms fit like skin. They made them so tight. They weren't going to go anywhere. <laughs> Ah, was there a nutritionist on staff, a fitness coach on staff? You guys had to just do your own thing. Yep. Yep. Well, most of us, if you think about it at the time, we were all bodybuilders anyway. What was your season from when to when? Uh, We only filmed for a month and a half, 21 episodes in a month and a half. So it was usually, I want to say around March, April when we started. It was right before summer. And then we kicked out 21 episodes and then we were done literally for a year. When it was all over, you're like, now what do I do? <laughs> so what did you do? I was really into acting and everything. So I had my agent and I was going out on auditions and that's when the time came to start booking personal appearances throughout the year, because that's, that's really where we made our money. Now it's no secret. We were definitely the most underpaid television show on the air. No doubt. We were, at the time when we started, we were AFTRA because AFTRA and SAG actually merged our two unions. But AFTRA, we only were getting paid like $350 a show. And then we were lucky it went up to $500 a show. And then it went up to $750 a show. So I remember the highest amount I got paid for 21 episodes was only something like 21 grand. That was it. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because when I was doing the research... I was shocked. What I saw was $700 and the final negotiation was $1,000 an episode and zero, which makes me cringe, zero of the merchandising on all the stuff, all the t-shirts, all the toys, all There's the, no I mean, doubt. There's no, and, all this stuff. We fought for, we actually fought for it. We were in, I think the fifth or sixth season. We just got done from touring around the United States. We saw how popular we were. We actually filled Madison Square Gardens on the tour we came back and went, wait a minute, we're getting so screwed. Let's hold out. And we want definitely merchandising rights. Now, as you know, if you don't hold out as a team, you're screwed because they'll just replace one, two, three of you. Right. So try to get 10 gladiators together on one page. Uh-uh. Joke. Yeah, good luck. Somebody told me, and it could be a stupid number, and I can't really remember what the number was, of how many millions of dollars they made off us per episode. Oh, I believe it. Yeah, per episode with all the merchandising in the 
and everything else. And we're not getting any piece of this whatsoever. What's wrong with you people? We need to hold out as a team because guess what? They're not going to replace all 10 of us. However, they will replace three, four, five. And that's exactly what happened. All of us came together. We got a lawyer. We were like, yes, we're going to hold out. And then what happened is they started going, we'll just replace you. So these people that heard the, I'll just replace you, they got scared and pulled out. And you just want to slap them. So at that point in time, it was just insane because of the fact that they were just making so much money. We weren't making any money. So that leads me to where we are today. So when it came to doing a docuseries, we were approached by basically the creator of the show and said, hey, they're doing a documentary about me. Do you want to be on it? There's no pay. And we're just, I was just like this. You're kidding, right? <laughs> Nobody even knows who you are. Okay? <laughs> the show's not about you. About I mean, maybe a certain segment, you know, in the very beginning. But it's about the American Gladiators docuseries. And you're actually crazy if you think that we're all going to do this for free. Do you realize out of probably 10, 15, 20 of them that there was a good handful that went, okay, I'll do it. And we're just like, ah! Haven't you seen this movie before, guys? Yeah. So oh, what man. I did at that point in time, and, and that's when I just went, no. I rallied the team up. And I mean, I was sitting there and it took me a good three weeks to a month going, you guys are crazy. I'm not signing it. Let's sign a deal saying, okay, we'll do your little sizzle reel so you can go out and sell it. However, we are not doing your documentary free at all. And so I don't know how it happened, but I rallied him up and they got him all signed up. And sure enough, it went from zero to a very good, large amount. Finally, oh, here's good. the interesting thing. Now there was two companies that wanted to do the docuseries. First, there was nobody. And then there was, uh, there was two teams and, and they're going to do an ESPN and you're going to see this come out and it's going to be 30 for 30, but there's A-list gladiators, B-list, C-list gladiators. All the A-list gladiators went, nope, we're not doing your docuseries ESPN. We're coming over here because we'd rather be worldwide with Netflix. So now this side, what they had to do is they had to go line up all their substitutes, alternates. If somebody was on the show once, they picked them. So you're going to see ESPN, but you're going to all of a sudden you're going to go, who are these gladiators? We don't know these gladiators. Where's ice, nitro, laser, tower, yeah. zap? Just to let you know, we're all going to be on Netflix. So when the ESPN doc comes out and you don't see us, don't even worry about it. That's only a one-time deal. They did a 30 for 30. We're doing actually Netflix, doing an entire series of it. So oh, that's fantastic. we finally held out for what we wanted and now we got what we wanted. So we're finally happy about that. But that was a long answer to your question. I understand that, but it is a sore subject. It's a super sore subject that yeah. we didn't get what we deserved after all those years. When do you start recording that one, Lori? We just really signed our contracts. And so it looks like probably in the next 30 to 60 days. Okay. So you guys, if you guys are able to see her, she is still freaking fit as ever. But I want to know if all the other gladiators are as fit as you still. Okay. Now, that's a good one, too. <laughs> when the docuseries thing came about, like, I heard a lot of people freaking out in their head going, 
well, uh, are we going to have to be in workout uniforms or what are we going to, because I haven't, I'm kind of at a little out of shape. And then we had a zoom call and all of a sudden we all went, Whoa, (laughs) no, not everybody stayed in shape. Not at all. Interesting. Yeah. And I was even, I was even kind of shocked a little bit about that because fitness is a part of my life and it, and it makes me feel good. So I'm going to say probably a quarter of them are out of shape. Wow. That's interesting. Interesting. Okay. So Lori, one thing we do with all guests, I like to give a list of accomplishments or fun facts. Okay. Now I have not shared this with Steph. So I want to give a couple of fun facts here about okay. Lori. All right. Now, correct me if I'm incorrect on any of these, please. We'll let you know if the internet's way off. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So Lori here, she mentioned she was a standout athlete. She played volleyball, softball, and basketball at San Bernardino High. She captured all league honors all four years in high school, in all three sports. Oh, wow. So stud athlete. So when she was saying earlier, she was in bodybuilding, she was an athlete as well. So Uh that obviously made her very appealing because she just wasn't strong. She Mm -hmm. could actually move. Move, pivot, yeah. Then after high school, she became interested in bodybuilding, modeling, and became an NPC national level bodybuilder, winning the California state title. Then placed third in the Nationals right out of high school. Then became ice on the American Gladiators for season two in 1990 and was part of five seasons of the show. She's only a handful of Gladiator stuff who competed in every single event. Then, are you ready for this stuff? I'm excited, yes. Lori, as she briefly mentioned, has guest starred on many television shows, including Lois and Clark. Remember Superman? Yes. Ellen. Yes. Family Feud. Who's the Boss? Who's the boss? That was fun. That was my first one ever. That was Were you nervous? First, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, that was the very first television show guest star I ever did. What was what was your part then? Tony was having a birthday party for his uh, little girl. Okay. And, they, and he got somehow the American Gladiators to come to her birthday party. And it was me. I want to say Nitro. I'm not quite sure. I remember Nitro and I was on, we were on Ellen, but I can't remember who the other gladiator was that went on as the boss. So we were just like a guest appearance. Like we were just kind of playing ourselves, you know? Oh, it fun. fun. It was a lot of fun. So Steph, on Ellen, Ellen was a contender on American Gladiators and had to joust, <laughs> had to joust Lori or Ice in the, in the episode, which was kind of funny. What was your favorite TV show that you were on? Wait, hold on, hold on. I'm not oh, through, I'm not I'm through yet. I'm sorry. not through here. Sorry. So Mad TV, uh-huh. The Drew Carey Show. Oh, in living color, the Muppets, Renegade, and Nelly Heat. Wow, you were on a lot. A diagnosis murder. I was on. <gasps> were you um, CIA two Target Alexa? That was a movie with Lorenzo Lamas. Um, a movie called Bullethead. That was just um, kind of a B-rated movie. That was a lot of fun. Then she's hosted and co-hosted shows such as Unbelievable Sports, The Mark Wahlberg Show, mm-hmm. and Women in the Zone. Yes. So she's done a lot of appearances you on TV. Okay, now I want to answer. What was your favorite? <sighs> Lois and Clark was a blast. That was so much fun. I'd have to say that was my favorite. Why is that? Um, because the character that I played was kind of a badass robot kind of person, <laughs> you know, and just working with Dean Kane and on the show and everything. It was just an amazing experience. The whole thing was so much fun. I heard he is such a nice man. He's such a nice guy. So nice. Who was the girl that he was, who was, who, I can't remember her name. I can't, I can picture her. Terry Hatcher. Terry Hatcher? Yeah. Was it? He was nowhere to be seen. 
literally i never really got to even meet her really no she was in her like trailer the entire time some of these celebrities are really interesting uh ellen very interesting she was so much fun on the set and so funny and interactive but the minute the scene was done boom she disappeared in her trailer like she didn't want to be bothered she didn't want to talk to anybody but then all of a sudden she'd walk on set and she was on it was just very strange what about who's the boss? All their, all those characters. Um, I remember Tony Danza. I didn't. The other ones I didn't really work with too much. Again, my my role was very small at that point in time. Uh huh. Okay, so let's go outside those because I got to go to a lot of different events. And the two people that I remember the most that I that was just super impressive to me was Tom Hanks. Oh, really? Tom Hanks behind the scenes at a Bruce Springsteen's concert. And that because I, I saw him and I was just like, oh my God, I want to meet him. I want to meet him. So I wasn't shy. So I, I walked up and I was like, I introduced myself. I'm Laurie Fetrick, play Ice on American Gladiators. He goes, oh my God, I've watched you before. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so that was amazing. And then I got to, I got invited to Bruce Springsteen's home for his birthday. And at that point in time, I'll, I'll never forget, ever forget this. He pulled me aside and went, come here, I want to show you something. And he walked me downstairs to his amazing gym underneath like his, his house. He had this basement. It was this big old gym. And I was like thinking in my head going, oh my God, Bruce Springsteen is showing me his gym. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it was just like, remember this moment. <laughs> so there were some really cool people that I did meet along the way. Well, honestly, but at the same time, you're You're a big deal too. Yes, from American Gladys. And they're like, we've watched you every Saturday. It's just such a cool thing. It it really is. And it's very mind-blowing. And you really have to stay in the moment to appreciate what's happening. Hey, Lori, did you have any weird fan interactions or fan experiences from when the show was at, I guess, the height of its fame? I had a bad one. What? Uh I I I had a stalker. Oh no! Oh yeah, yeah. It was. It was very. It was very scary at the time. It was a female stalker, which was scarier because I think female stalkers are more devious and and mind manipulation kind of thing. She was scary at first. I was getting letters every single day, and it was like one page, two page, and then it went to three and four page and five page. And I guess she just got done tired of writing, so then she started sending me cassette tapes, you know, of her talking. That's just like okay. Um, at that point in time, I'm like, enough is enough. And, you know, you kind of, you go to the authorities and basically what they tell you is we can't, we can't help you unless they're within 300 feet of you. I, you know, I could be dead. And I mean, you know, right. so I took it upon myself and I went and actually got a private investigator and took care of the problem. But yeah, I'll be honest with you. That was really kind of freaky and scary. Did you have any embarrassing moments yes. by chance when yes, you're competing? Yes, yes, yes. Um, it was on tour. It was on tour. Okay. And basically what would happen is the show would start, the music would start, and then the spotlights would come down and they'd introduce people. And as they introduced you, you'd come running out and you'd go around the arena. So anyway, um, I forgot where I was at. (laughs) I remember the music was playing. They called my name. The spotlight hit me. I started running. I tripped and fell on my face. (laughs) So needless to say, I I just disappeared. And all of a sudden, boom, I popped right back up and I started waving. I could hear a couple chuckles and laughs and everything. But it was very embarrassing because I fell on my face in front of like 10,000 people. <laughs> so. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. that would do it. That's, That's a that would do funny. It. And then the final fun fact I had was she's co-authored a book, Pure Fitness 
Body Meets Mind. So oh. she has done a lot. You have, you've been busy. That was interesting. I met the gentleman on a plane and he was a psychologist and we just got talking about fitness and nutrition and he was a, a writer. He goes, let's do a book together. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so that was a lot of fun. So last question today, what are you involved with today? I know you were doing some online personal coaching with fitness. What, what are you doing today, Lori? Um, I'm obsessed with golf right now. <laughs> really? Are you? Yeah, I actually started playing golf many years ago. I got really into it. And then I, I kind of stopped playing a little bit, you know, because I was really busy with fitness and nutrition and coaching and everything. So I let it go. And then all of a sudden, it, one of my best friends from high school, we reconnected and her and her husband play like twice a week. And all of a sudden, I started going out there playing with them. So I started kind of picking up a couple lessons here and there again, because of the fact I just wanted to clean up my swing. So I became a little obsessed with that. <laughs> And then I still do a little bit of real estate on the side, a little bit of uh, finance. And the finance for me that I've been doing lately is investing and learning how to trade options. Oh, okay. Always, always wanted to do that. So am I retired? I mean, it's interesting. I don't want to use that word because I don't like it. But am I working a nine to five job? No, I got a little different things going on. I do, you know, a little personal training, a little bit of investing, a little bit of real estate. And a little bit of a docu-series. That's and, really and, 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 a docu-series. and that's coming up. So what I'm really kind of hoping for that is I'm still auditioning, but man, with this pandemic, it's hard because everything is online. It's all Zoom. And there's nothing like going in and, and doing an on, you know, doing an audition in person. They can see you, they get to get to know your personality, they can feel it online. I don't know. It's just like really hard to do. And then you got to do your, you got to have that backdrop, the lighting, everything's got to be perfect to send to the casting director. So, but before the pandemic happened, I auditioned for the Netflix series glow. Okay. And we didn't hear anything for about a month. And I was like, well, I didn't get it. And then my agent calls me and goes, Hey, ready to be famous again. I started <gasps> laughing. I go, what are you talking about? He goes, they didn't want you for that role, but they want you for another role. And it's a reoccurring role on glow. And I was no like, way. Oh, don't clap. Good job. Because of the fact this is what happened. Uh oh. Um, I got that call five days later, lockdown, COVID. No. Yep. Then Netflix decided that there's too many people in the cast, there's too many physical, you know, inclines. So the end of November, they canceled the show. So I was really, oh. I was so bummed. Because, I mean, there are only certain amount of roles out there that I can actually do. I'm not the girl next door, the stay-at-home soccer mom, you know? I mean, yeah, I could probably do those. But when a casting director looks at me, they don't necessarily see that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I'm, what I'm hoping for is that when the docuseries comes out, I can have more opportunities to audition and get some more into acting again. That I'm not done with. So um, I'm, I'm hoping. We just opened back up literally a week ago. So we'll see. I know. Look <laughs> at you shaking your head. <laughs> I can't. I can't even. Oh, uh, it's insane. Don't, so. don't get us started. Don't yeah, get us started, don't Lori, on that. I'm going to say, this is a hot button with my wife. <laughs> I'm sure that we could talk about that all day. Oh, my gosh. We totally could. We'll be driving and stuff's like, why is that woman wearing a mask? She's the only one in her car. Like, just Thank you. Thank you. Biggest pet peeve. Dude. Biggest pet peeve. Biggest pet peeve. Yes. Okay, I saw this older woman. She had two masks on. Oh, gosh. And, wait, and a shield. A shield. A shield. Exactly. Yep. 
I literally feel sorry for her because the media has scared the shit out of her so yes! bad that she's so fearful. She's living in fear. Yeah. yeah it's insane. Yes. So mm-hmm. here in California, for us to just now open is an absolute joke. It's so political. I mean, I'm sure we're on the same page. I can yep. tell. We totally yep. are. You're no. preaching to the choir here. Yes, you are. Well, Lori, I absolutely hate to wrap this up because let's we, talk politics now. We, <laughs> I but know. Lori, seriously, we could talk to you for a freaking another hour. Another hour. hour. So, listeners, for more information about Lori, you can go to her Instagram at Lori Fetrick Fitness or her website, LoriFetrickFit.com. Lori, you are fantastic. Yes, thank you, are. you so very much thank you, for Lori. having this conversation. Thanks for having me on. I had a lot of fun with you guys. Friends, we want to encourage you to please follow us wherever you listen to this, whether it's on the Apple Podcast app, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or one of the other platforms. It's completely free, you guys. This helps us out big time with the folks who track this stuff. If you haven't already, we want to encourage you to please rate or even write us a review on Apple Podcast. We need as many as we possibly can, even if it's just one sentence. Thank you for listening, you guys, and sharing us with your friends. 